This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. And now back to a Business Radio special, Love and Money, the business of Valentine's Day. Welcome back to our Valentine's Day special. Well, chocolate is a big part of Valentine's Day, whether it is milk chocolate, my personal favorite, dark chocolate or white chocolate. But how big is it? Alex Corcoran, Senior Director of Seasons at the Hershey Company, and he joins us to tell us more about this. So, Alex, I guess let's start with your job. What is the Senior Director of Seasons do? So, really, my job is to connect the brands that we have as a company to seasonal traditions and rituals. So it's really finding ways that our brands are relevant for the way that uh, consumers are experiencing uh, seasonal celebrations. So uh, obviously all of the holidays are important for Hershey's, but where does Valentine's kind of rank in all of this? So of, of, all, the, of all the four seasons, that the traditional seasons that we go after, um, you know, ho- holiday, Valentine's, Easter, and Halloween, Valentine's is actually the smallest of the four. Uh, it doesn't mean that love is not still in the air, but it's uh, it's smaller for a number of reasons. One is the shorter season is one of the reasons. And it's also seen by some consumers as being a secondary season. Um, but it is still very, very meaningful to us. I mean, it's an $800 million category, um, which, you know, is about half the size of our other traditional mm-hmm. seasons. Um, but within that, it's incredibly important because um, really seasons are the way that consumers connect with others around them. And for us, which is great, is those traditions and rituals that, that consumers celebrate seasons with, candy is at the center of that. And for us, seasons is that gateway and connection that many of our consumers have for coming back into the category if they've been out and to experiencing our brands in, in new and different ways. So I guess it is unique in the, in the perspective of Valentine's Day being in February. We, we see now more and more in terms of the marketing and promoting going into these holidays a run-up. And, and in some cases, that run-up is getting longer and longer. I guess because of, uh, of the Christmas holiday, you don't have as much of that with, the, with going into Valentine's Day. That, that, that's correct. The period of time is, uh, you know, it's, it's condensed. You have the markdown period of holiday, and then right when those markdowns end at, at retailers, the next day Valentine's is up, but there's not an overlap between the two seasons uh, like you might see with Halloween and holiday, for instance. So how does that impact the decision to be marketing these different products uh, to, the, to the consumer at that point? Well, it, it's, it's critical when you think about the business we have that you really understand the consumer, shopper, what they want, and you're working with your retail partners to make sure you don't overship and you ship the right product to meet their needs because at the end of the season there's a liability. So and so for us that's that's one of the most important things is getting that equation right. So I mentioned the dynamic of uh, of coming off the holiday season Christmas going into uh, Valentine's Day. What is then that transition like from Valentine's Day because you already have to be be planning Easter at that point? Yes. So Easter is the one interesting season, and it's driven by two products, Cadbury and Reese's, where the consumer wants to see those starting January 1st. So you see two or three Easter products that overlap with Valentine's that really do not interact with the consumer. And so right when Valentine's ends, those products are still in the marketplace, the Reese's and Cadbury Easter items. And then a day or two later, you'll, you will see the full 
Easter set across the retail environment. All right. So let me ask you then specifically, what is it about Reese's? And I, using that as the example that that seemingly draws the connection with the consumer. The, the biggest, first of all, Reese is the largest brand in the, in the confectionery category. And typically, brand strength uh, plays out in seasons exponentially. So the top 10 brands in the category are about 40% of sales. And in, in seasons, it's somewhere between 60 and 65%. Specifically to Reese's, though, it is uh, a brand that consumers crave. And the offering they get in seasons is uh, uh, the, the best offerings are those that are led by the seasonal shapes business which is an extra peanut butter hit with a shape that's relevant for the season and the consumers can never get enough of them. And I would imagine that if you are a consumer that has a connection to a certain brand, then in many cases, as long as that that approach, that, that feeling with that brand is very good, you're going to stay with that brand year after year. Correct. And, and in fact, you, you hit on something that's really important for the seasonal business is that the first time many consumers are exposed to our brands is in seasonal occasions. If you think back to very young children, whether it's a stocking or a basket the parents give at Valentine's or Easter, those experiences then lead to brand loyalty and a a lifetime of experiences with individual brands. We're joined by Alex Corcoran of the Hershey Company. Uh, He is the uh, Senior Director of Seasons. I would imagine then when you're putting these four holidays, these four events together, you're talking about an industry that, that is well into the billions of dollars every year. Correct. In the, in the measured channels that we look at, which would be uh, IRI measured channels, so traditional food, drug, mass, and convenience store, seasons are about $5.4 billion in that uh, metric. And for the company here, 25% of our business is seasonal. How has the, the onset of digital over the last decade or so really impacted the business in general, do you think? Well, it, it, it's interesting because they're, on the one level, trips that are consumers' trips that are done online, you, you could argue, would take away from trips in brick and mortar and hurt the business. But the way that we're really thinking about it is, first of all, digital visits now precede physical visits. And what we're thinking about is not the online versus the brick and mortar, but we're really thinking holistically about how the online and offline come together because shopping is shopping. And what we're looking to do is provide a seamless experience, whether somebody's on a retailer's website and then uses that to go into store, or they're browsing in store and then go buy something online. So So for us, it's one ecosystem, and it's less about how much you sell online, but it's more how you're holistically representing your brands across the path to purchase. Right. Those connections, especially when you're talking about a variety of brands, I think you can lay that out for a lot of different companies that that are carrying a variety of brands that may be kind of in the same genre. It's so important to be able to connect them when you can. And, and, and obviously when that connection seems to be a pretty good one. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I think the, the drill down you, you would, you would do within the business that I manage is in seasons is also thinking about the occasions. So Valentine's happens to be a, a heavy gifting season yeah. where, you know, you're gifting either for your significant other romantically or affectionately. What we find with Valentine's is a lot of those gifts, because many of them are left to, to guys at the end of the season, uh, happen late and uh, with less thought, potentially. Mm-hmm. So you see, as a result, more um, 30% of the sales happen in the last 30 hours, which is a lot compared to the other seasons. And so as a result, the on, truly the online component 
for those occasions is playing a lot less because it's a very quick, convenient type purchase that's necessary. So those that time frame that you're talking about with these different events, Halloween, the holidays, Valentine and Easter, you're talking about within about a five to six month window in general. So what does that mean for the other portion of the year? Yeah, so, so um, you know, seasons take up about, to, you know, if you look at the, the selling and shipping windows, it really takes up about 75% of the year. Um, so there is, there is overlap between the time things ship and the time they're executed in market. Sure. But if I'm catching your question correctly, the, the interesting thing is the everyday business continues to hum during seasonal periods, and that's because the products that consumers are looking for within the seasonal time frame are very unique. They need to be packaged differently and foiled differently, um, different flavors, and that really drives a high level of incrementality. So you have two different businesses going side by side that really don't interact with each other, right. which, is, which is great for our business. Right. So one is playing off of the other in, in most cases. Correct. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you have strong brands is helping you within seasons, right. but because consumers are buying Reese at, ho- uh, at holiday, it doesn't mean that they're not buying Reese for their everyday occasions in the everyday product. How do you balance the, the creativity uh, of potentially bringing on new ideas into these seasons in comparison with the traditional, seemingly uh, type of items that are a winner each and every year? Yeah, so so I think what, what we look at is the tried and true. There's a lot of tradition, and I'll use, I know we're talking Valentine's, but I'll, I'll use red, green, silver kisses at holiday that have been around forever. The consumer will always want that, but 74% of seasonal shoppers like to try something new, and it's about 20% with candy. So what they are looking for is their favorite brands developed in slightly different ways, and so our approach on seasons is a very low-cost approach. We don't spend a lot of capital, but we bring new news in flavor, form, and shape. And if it works, it grows over multiple years. And if it doesn't, we failed small and we move on. Yeah, it, because we've seen that a lot in, in, in kind of the food sector in general in the last couple of years uh, of companies wanting to try something different. And, and so from your perspective... It, it's not a big thing to go out there and give it a try, especially when the frontline investment may be uh, relatively small. That, that is correct. And it, it serves the purpose of, one, giving the consumer something new and different. But the other thing for our business is we have a thousand, let's say we have a thousand seasonal items. In any one season, if we have two or three hundred, we might have ten that aren't working. By bringing the new items in, you're able to offset the ones you decline and increase the productivity of your portfolio every year. So, so if, it serves multiple purposes. So if Valentine's Day is down at the at the lower end of the spectrum, is the holidays in general the biggest just because of the length of time that you're looking at? The the you know if you look at the total category, um, ha- Halloween, holiday, and Easter are all right about the same yeah. in measured channels, which is about one point four to one point five billion. For the Hershey Company, our strongest season is Halloween, followed very closely mm. by Easter and holiday. And, and Halloween wins that because. Because there's a larger percentage, I think, of overall everyday candy that's involved in the occasion. Um, and you also just have such, you know, very, very strong participation. And you're also giving candy out. It's the one season you're giving candy out to a lot of people you don't know. Right. So you're buying candy for all these occasions to delight people that 
you actually don't know, which is which is an interesting dynamic. And Alex, you hit you hit what happened at my house the last few <laughs> few Halloweens right on the head. Is you give out of a wide range a wide range of candy more so there than than at any point. So then let me ask you this: Then how much then do you expect this industry to continue to be able to build over time? You know, I, I think we we. See if you look at over the last couple seasons, it's you know you you have compound annual growth rate in the in the one to two percent, and so as the leader in seasons as a company, you know our goal is to to continue to bring innovation uh, to cha- you know to try to connect with consumers in new ways, so we can drive a higher growth rate uh, than the than the category average. Um, so we we believe. I mean, look, you have an expanding population. Um, you have a younger consumer base that is into very experiential things, whether it's parties, uh, do-it-yourself components, et cetera. And so we think a lot of the demographics really shape up for the category, continue to have nice, healthy pace of growth. Now, I'm sure you love every one of these seasons, but if, if Alex Corcoran is talking to a friend at a party, does, does he lean to one season or another? I, I lean to two. And the reason I do is that the holiday season and the Easter season have such very distinct and differentiated usage occasions that when you look and walk up and down the aisle, there's such differentiation in, in different things that we're trying to achieve, where Halloween is all about, you know, uh, trick-or-treat and some parties, but it's big bags of candy. In these other seasons, we have a lot better opportunity to take insights and drive differentiation against a lot of different consumer needs. Alex, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Thank you. Alex Corcoran, uh, Senior Director of Seasons for The Hershey Company. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.